Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate Wickedly Smart Women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our special guest, Marsha Chin Glover. The founder and CEO of T-Tales, Marsha is a passionate advocate for women's well-being. Her Chinese-Jamaican heritage and love for storytelling influence her vision as she creates a harmonious blend of flavors that reflect her unique background. Her goal extends far beyond T-Tales as she aims to build a wellness movement at scale focused on challenging the notion that self-care does not have to be expensive and time-consuming. Marsha also seeks to challenge the societal reliance on alcohol for human connections, advocating for more meaningful interactions. Welcome to the show today, Marsha. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Beautiful. Well, Marsha, I want to start our time together by talking about, were you always a storyteller when you were a little girl? Were you the one that would like line up all of your animals and tell them stories? Or Um, is that something that came further along in the journey? Funny enough, now that you said that, yes, I did. (laughs) And actually, I used to line up all my um, dolls and my stuffed animals. And I used to teach. I used to think that back then I didn't know it was storytelling. But now that I think about it was, I used to just think I was teaching them. So I was, you know, basically it started from a young age. Thank you for making me aware of that. (laughs) And and that continued to, you know, as went from my dolls and the bears to actually journaling. And so started telling stories, you know, and you go through that, you know, middle school age and high school age, you become a little bit more private with your stories. And of course, and now into adulthood, I'm trying to share those stories. Beautiful. Well, so let's talk also about your entrepreneurial trait here. Was that something that you also started? Like, were you the kid that was selling gum at school for five cents a pass stick? Or, <laughs> or were you entrepreneur? Was the entrepreneurial piece, was that something that emerged later? It emerged later, actually. And I have to kind of give credit to my aunt who just recently passed was, and my husband were both, you know, they knew early on they wanted to be there. They were entrepreneurs it kind of more, like you said, emerged for me. I started my background in healthcare, working as a registered nurse, a cardiac nurse, and then, but knew always that I always wanted to actually just own my own. And of course, with entrepreneurship, that's when you have that feeling that you just want to create your own. That's that's where the entrepreneurship came in. Mm, beautiful. So let's talk about tea. Like what inspired, is this your first entrepreneurial venture or is this something that, you know, is, are you a serial entrepreneur like some of us? <laughs> like my husband. <laughs> um, like my husband, yes. I, that's, it's funny because I learned that term from him also. Someone else said to me, you know, your husband being a serial entrepreneur. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. That's a term I got to know. 
But no, I wouldn't, this is, I wouldn't say I'm not yet serial because this is my second entrepreneurial <laughs> venture. I started, my first was actually in retail. So, and I still do, I have, I own a um, boutique selling women's clothing and women's accessories. But to be honest with you, teas should have been my first because I always had a passion for it. I always, you know, in my personal lifestyle, I incorporate a lot of teas and I just grew up thinking teas were the fix all, they're all for everything. Thanks to my grandmother, who, if, you know, anything happened, she always told you, you know, you broke something, she told you drink tea. If it was <laughs> you have, you know, a bad day, drink some tea. It was always, you know, in my culture, we, you know, we, it just, just ingrained in me. How I decided to, it was my second entrepreneurial debut when to decide to put tea tales out. And it was, to be honest with you, it was one more, you know, the things that you're more, I found for me anyway, the things I'm more passionate about is the things I'm more private and more shy about. You know, it's the things that you, you know, because being an entrepreneur, you're put in, it's like giving birth to something. You're put it into the world for the world to judge and the world to critique. Right. Mm -hmm. And so teas probably should have, it was a, it was something that I've always wanted to do prior to getting into my first entrepreneurial venture, which is retail. But it became secondary because it's, it was more passionate for me and more private for me. Mm, beautiful. So are you the kind of entrepreneur who left your work and started your own thing? Or were you somebody who started the boutique on the side while you were still working and eventually left work? Maybe? I don't know. Kind of like, a, honestly, a hybrid of two. So what happened was that I'm the entrepreneur with, I guess I can probably share this with other women entrepreneur too, where it was more timing for me. So when I I worked as a nurse, my husband and I have five beautiful children and two that I inherited. He had two, I had one, and then we had two together. We call ourselves the Glover Bunch, just like the Brady Bunch, right? <laughs> and so we... So when uh, my youngest son, uh, my youngest child is 10 year old, is my son. When I was pregnant with my son, um, it would, became more difficult because my family now got bigger and it became more difficult now to work 12, 13 hour shifts at the hospital. So I left the hospital, but I could not just stay home. It could not work. I'm always, always just keeping busy. So after my son take a year, I was a year old. I couldn't go back to being, you know, in the um, hospital space because the hours just did not permit permit me doing so with my family. But what I did was actually I went into, I took a position and I always say it's the grace of God at, on, at a major retailer. I'm working in their executive office and where it allowed me, the hours allowed me to be at home with my son. So, and, and my, my family, my entire family. And so from just watching the retail business, it kind of emerged into that. So even when that became too hectic, it was, you know, to be honest with you, it was a friend of mine. And I guess this is where this is where my entrepreneurial journey started from there. When a friend of mine said to me, you know what, this particular retailer, you know, it was named after two individuals. It's their last name of two individuals. And he said, you know, he knew it was a, well, a colleague of mine and he knew I've always wanted to start my own brand, start my own clothing line, get into retail. And he said to me, you know, this company already made a name for themselves. You're just here supporting their name, their family name, their legacy. It's time that you go out and make your own. And so that alone kind of stuck with me. And I was like, you know what? I, I So timing wise, I was at the point where, you know, I can because, you know, can go all because because I had a second income, my husband and we were doing well. I think at the time my husband had just sold his business. It was now a time that I can say, OK, I can probably go out now and take that that investment 
and go ahead and start my own. And then that's that's how it came about. Mm, beautiful. Can you share is is the retail sticks and bricks or is it online retail? It's both. So for for my brick and mortar is in Jamaica, where because I wanted to start a commerce there. So it was I always that's another passion of mine. I always wanted to start something because I was born in Jamaica but raised in New York, and then now reside in Atlanta with my family. So I always had a strong connection with Jamaica. So I wanted to go back and understand commerce there. And I thought the retail area was low hanging fruit. I found the right space. So it's brick and mortar there. But in in the States, I kind of found that brick and mortar in retail was not the best business decision to do. So e-commerce, of course, as you know, as it is now presently, currently, is probably a better way you save on the overhead, you know, and do all those things. So I decided just to do brick and mortar in Jamaica and e-commerce here. So the brick and mortar in Jamaica, I've had for two years and e-commerce I've had uh, for for around the same, pretty much the same. Beautiful. So you are very ambitious because you also have now the third thing, which is T-Tails. So Mm -hmm. what I'd love to hear from you about T-Tails is, you know, you've got this theme of being blended. You have your blended family. You have a blended heritage. Yes. (laughs) You work with blended teas. All of this blending is happening. (laughs) That's why I called. <laughs> right. So when you mentioned that your grandmother always said tea, was it your Jamaican lineage or your Chinese lineage? Because I'm curious about that. I know a lot of people who have are of Chinese lineage. Tea is, you know, herbal mm-hmm. medicine. Every, yes. Yeah. Yes. And so what's interesting is that I it's more my Jamaican. My I was when I was friend of my grandmother's my Jamaican grandmother because she's my maternal my on my mother's side. I, I am, my mom's side is Jamaican, my, my paternal side is Chinese. And so I grew up more, my parents separated when I was very young. And so I grew up more with my maternal side, even though I'm familiar with my, the Asian side somewhat more, I was more with my maternal side. Yeah. And so she, was she very much a medicine woman? Like, was she an herbalist or is was she just like a regular Jamaican person who, in your culture, you know, tea is medicine? I was. I would say the latter. So what's interesting about that, the funny thing about it, she is in medicine and she, I actually, I'm an, I'm an RN, but my grandmother's an RN too also. So that was one of the inspirations for me being an RN because, you know, she's an amazing RN and, you know, and in fact, that's, she's all her life, she retired being an RN. So she does have a medical background, but herbal wise, it's just more a part of her culture. It was a cultural thing. Mm, Beautiful. Mm -hmm. So what inspired you to start this third, you know, you have a bricks and mortar, you have e-commerce with the, the retail clothing stuff. What mm-hmm. made you want to do T-Tails? So it's interesting. It's funny because, again, I was very shy about it. Always had it. Always was, you know, creating my logo, telling my stories, doing my blog, doing those things. Had it for a while. So what gave me the push actually was, again, someone in my family, my aunt, the same person who kind of gave me the push to do the retail, the retail store. And, you know, but so, so what really made it, it was always there, but you just always need that push to start. Cause I always said the hardest part of starting any business is, is starting, right? Yeah. But why, why tease and why not just expand on the retail? Cause, you know, to be honest with you, it's always been in my background to nurture, to care for, or to try to empower individuals to live their best lives. Yeah. And it was really difficult after 15 years of nursing. And, you know, one of the best things that if anyone, when, when actually I've been asked several times, like, what was the best part of my nursing career? Like, as far as, is it, you know, 
Is it the cardio part of it? You know, doing interventional cardiology. What is it actually? And I've always answered, no, it's the discharge part of it where I educate patients, right? Where I'm able to, and even the admission part of it where I'm able to advocate my interaction with patients, just telling them about their healthcare and helping them be better advocates for their healthcare. You know, it's telling them that, you know, you know, healthcare is more subjective than it is objective. So it's always, I realized that was always ingrained in me to try to empower people live their best lives. And I never stopped that in retail. I wanted to do that too. I wanted women to feel, women to feel better about themselves because I always felt like if you look good, you feel good, right? Mm-hmm. But I thought the tease was a better way because now where we're going with, you know, as far as with healthcare, it's, it's, it's a lot of reliance on medications, right? Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, even though you would say part of my job was passing medications, right? I really believe I'm a big believer in the body can heal itself and there's an, an herbal medicine. And so that's one of the big reasons why I wanted to push out the teas because I wanted to continue. If I couldn't do bedside nursing anymore and I couldn't reach my patients that way, I wanted, I think the vehicle T was T-Tails is a vehicle for helping me kind of empower more people to live their better lives. And so that was the push, just the urge to kind of get back out there and empower others to live their best lives. Beautiful. Well, Wickedly Smart Women, we're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to tell you more about where you can find some of these T-Tails as well as the stories that go along with them. But right now, we need your help. If you're enjoying this show, please consider joining our community, making a donation at wickedlysmartwomen.com and sharing with your lovely lady friends that might benefit from our content. Help a gal out and let your sisters, mothers, daughters, friends, and colleagues know about the show so we can serve them too. I want to say a huge thank you to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We are celebrating that we just won our 10th and 11th awards. We won a People's Choice Podcast Award and we won a W3 Award just in the last few days. So we are celebrating that. And I want to also talk about we added two more countries to our list as well. We're now up to 112 countries. We are welcoming thousands of downloads from all over the world. I want to shout out this week to our brand new listeners in Reunion, which I'd never heard of. It's a small island in the middle of, I think, the Indonesian Ocean that's owned by France (laughs) and (laughs) Montenegro. And we might as well also shout out to our many listeners in Jamaica as well as in Atlanta. And we will be right back with Marsha Chin Glover. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design, a life that is an extraordinary work of art? Angel B. Hartwell, the Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by Women in Transition Women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your Wealthy Life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com.
And we are back with Marsha Chin Glover. Uh, again, she's the founder and CEO of T-Tales. You can find out more about her at the website, blendedttails.com, blendedttails.com. We'll have that for you in the show notes. So let's talk, Marsha. We talked before we went to the break about why you started T-Tales. Let's talk about what people will find when they go there. So when you go to T-Tails, and I started T-Tails, I can go back and say, okay, I had to figure out, T-Tails is pretty much a play, the, the, la- the last part of the um, phrase T-Tails. Tales is a short story, of course. So T-Tails really is, is what's different, because there's a lot of T's out there. What is different about T-Tails is our niche is that we, the reason why we have T-Tails is for storytelling. We are empowering, we are empowering individuals to tell their stories. And so we always, our slogan is steeped in story. And we know with nowadays with technology, we live such busy lives, right? We never take the time out to actually, we're just on the go. And, you know, I know for my coffee drinkers and my coffee lovers, you know, it's just, you know, coffee, we're really just doing it to go beyond, even be more on the go, right? I'm trying to add a little bit onto that to kind of like take the time to kind of meditate in your story and take the time to see why we're, why are we, even why I'm on the go? Why am I going? So what you will find at T-Tales is, you know, a community that pretty much is sharing stories, empowering others to tell their stories and embracing their stories, right? It's taking the time to find your, your specific tea routine or your specific tea blend that will help you to sit and steep in your story. And that's what you'll find at Blended T-Tales and at, at Details. Beautiful. And can they buy tea there as well? Yes, of course. <laughs> of course. Just wanted to make sure that of course. They... Well, I love this idea of being steeped in the story. And obviously, as a healthcare provider, you know what stress does to bodies, especially yes. in the cardio department, right? Yes. And as you mentioned, coffee keeps us on the go. I'm I have not drank coffee myself in almost 30 years, and I'm a tea drinker too. So yeah. and and our culture celebrates one of the things I like to say both to my clients and to my listeners is don't be seduced by the culture of busy because this culture of busy will chew you up and spit you out and is not really caring about whether you stay healthy or not. So what I love, though, is how you have woven in this idea of storytelling and using your platform as a, we'll call it a virtual town square, maybe, or a virtual lounge or salon where people are able to actually spend time steeped in their own story and enjoying their teas. So are you developing the blends or is that, you know, are you reselling or like, are you doing the herbal part of building the teas out and so forth? Are you the blend master too? (laughs) Yes. So yes and no. So what eventually that's our goal is that I will have my my vision is that I'm going to have my own tea farm somewhere in Jamaica and I'm going to develop blends because the, the soil there is so wonderful for doing so. But until then, um, right now, I spent two years prior to launching, actually, just sourcing, just finding the right distributors and trying to find the right blend. So I do I do source the blends and kind of mix the blends together. But I do have a distributor that have their farm that they actually go ahead and prepare those blends for me. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, I also am really interested in your vision for challenging the societal reliance on alcohol for human connection. So let's talk a little bit about that, because, you know, 
you are the first person who's come across my radar who's actually put that out there very directly. And I'd love to hear, you know, a little bit about what your philosophy is on that and why you feel the way that you do. I totally agree with you. Let me say, I totally agree with you. I stopped drinking myself 20 plus years ago as well and see how it's, you know, been a societal thing for a long time that's not Mm -hmm. really healthy. So let's talk about, you know, what inspired that philosophy in you. Okay, so the inspiration comes from a lot of places. So I'm I'm not a drinker, and but I of course I've had family in my I have my husband drinks and my I have family members who drink, of course. And so what I've realized about you know just doing my own and just looking in my own you know close to people who are closest to me and wonder why. Okay, so why do we drink? It's really a societal thing, right? To go to say that okay. After a long day at work, come home and have a glass of wine. It's going to relax you. But if you really think about it from a healthcare standpoint, really, it's really just, you know, pretty much numbing. You know, I always say it's numbing your stories, numbing, you know, what we used to use alcohol for back in healthcare. We use whiskey to numb, you know, numb patients before they were analgesics and things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. To numb the pain. And so and we also use it to sterilize, to wash things away. Right. I mean, to cleanse things. Right. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, what I always say, it's what inspires me. So when I think about that, I was like, is that really being beneficial? And especially now today in our society with mental health, right? Numbing it is not, you know, what you do is just basically develop a tolerance and you want more of it because you're numbing it, but it never goes away. So my inspiration is to try to find things because I re- I always realize, I always, I my inspiration is that is, is to try to have you know, when I'm looking, it's my, I guess my family and those who I know who, you know, rely on, you know, alcohol for that relaxation and those things. And I realize that it, it's never been, you know, and if I could be, to be honest with you, and I'll be a little bit more personal. My alcohol in my immediate family actually was my, when I was younger, my stepfather lost his job, right? And, you know, it was hard to, at first, to find another job in the economy where it was, it was hard to find at the time. So he started to drink more, right? And I realized how that impacted my family in the sense of whatever. So it really didn't solve anything. It just numb. It just made you feel good for the, the time being. So I, and then I started looking. So it started from a young age. I started looking at how, you know, as a society, we're told that, you know, this is what you do. This is what you do. You come home, have a cocktail, you watch yourself and you're with friends to get you more relaxed. You have to drink or alcohol, such and such. But if you look back at history, you know, really that was teas. We used to sit down over a cup of tea and sober and talk to each other <laughs> and communicate. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's just basically that was the thing when I looked in, you know, I'm a, I love looking at history. I love looking at how things were. Because my grandmother used to always say, too, if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so then looking at history and looking at how things when things did work, when we did sit over a cup of tea, you know, even in the Chinese culture, you know, they're very successful and they use teas for, you know, for their cultures, for uppers, for middays, for downers. And, you know, so looking at that, I started to say, what if we change the narrative that? And also the last thing I add to that is I realized it is. Is it is a narrative that we have created, right? And we can change that. For example, you know, not alcohol, but there was a commercial. There was for Calgon. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. Calgon, you know, Calgon, take me away, me away, right? <laughs> right. 
Right. And in my own little philosophy, I don't know if you know, I can, I haven't found the, the business, you know, research to, to prove that. But I truly believe Calgon is the reason why we have so many tubs in hotels and things like that. We have related to taking a tub bath to relaxation, right? Mm. But, you know, and Calgon was what? And that was what I said. It doesn't cost much to really, you know, get that relaxation. Because Calgon probably was less than $10 for a bottle. But in a bottle of bubble bath, we really, you know, you, I, I remember the commercial when I was a little girl. It was, and I even Googled it when I was doing T-Tales to see that exactly that's what we have trained people to believe. The commercial was, a, you know, a female in a suit and you had the baby crying, you had traffic, you had the business, everyone calling your name. And then she said, Calvon, take me away. And here it is, it's a bubble bath with a luxury experience. And everyone saw that. And in our mind now, we're trained that we know a bubble bath will make us relax. But guess what? That was just our mind telling us that. The visual and our senses telling us this is what we're going to do. So we can change the narrative. We can associate, you know, anything, you know, why not make something healthy as teas, as herbal things, whatever. Now the narrative for what relaxes you, right? It's not saying alcohol doesn't. It does relax you, numbs you, but it's not the most healthiest for you, right? right? And if we created that narrative, why not change the narrative to something that is more, has better health benefits? So that's that's the inspiration. I love that. You're brilliant. Well, my dad was a raging alcoholic, so I totally agree with you. And I agree with you that we have culturally bought into this narrative that alcohol is the thing that you do. And I love the idea of replacing that narrative and rewriting that narrative and inviting people to sit down and steep in their story over a cup of blended tea tails. So we are at the end, Marsha. What a pleasure. Ladies who are listening, I really hope that you hear just so much inspiration from this episode. Marsha's ability to transit out of a full-time career into entrepreneurship is just the least of, of what this episode was packed with. I love your vision. I love your brand. I love your philosophy. And I hope our listeners love you as much as I do. And we are going to have to close though right now. So listeners, we love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's episode. Go right now to wickedlysmartwomen.com to join our community, share your takeaways, ask questions, or submit guest suggestions. Thank you so much for tuning in. Keep your ears open and remember you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.